You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 25. Welcome to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits, everyone. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. It is fantastic to have you here. Episode 25. That's excitement right there. (laughs) I don't know what made me do that. It is so great to have you all here. Episode 25. It's uh, one of those cool numbers that you hit. You think, all right. All right, this show is this show's clipping along. It's been good. Coming up on the end of the school year, here comes November. Holiday season is upon us. Uh, before you know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Uh, today is actually Halloween. I'm actually shooting this on the day of Halloween. And uh, before you, you know, about a month from now, we're going to be doing Thanksgiving. And then a month from there, you're going to be doing Christmas and then New Year's. And then before you know it, it's Valentine's Day. And then it's spring. And you're like, what the hell happened to this school year? <laughs> so, so let's take this moment to go back into my archives of my show notes. When I first started doing this show, I started mapping out a ton of different episodes. In fact, I mapped out my first 50. And then I started doing all these other episodes uh, because I wrote the book and I had all this other stuff come up. And so um, now I'm like, okay, well, what were some of the shows that I had originally planned? And episode 11 was actually going to be called Flip the Script because there's this really amazing TED Talk. If you go into Google and type in uh, TED Talk, flip the script, you can watch this guy. It's absolutely fantastic. And, I, and I, it, the moment I heard this, it was one of the, it was one of the catalysts for launching this show uh, because of my speaking and my coaching and everything that I do. It was just like this excitement to be able to tap in to the college community and really get you guys just thinking outside of the normal parameters of life because it's it's occurred to me and it has been occurring to me for quite some time that because of our parents and because of our, of the teachers we're given a certain perspective on what life can be on what our lives can be on what their lives were on what they were able to accomplish right everybody when they teach you things they're bringing their perspective into it regardless of whether they want to or not no matter how um, um, what is it not obj- objective, yeah. No matter how objective a teacher, a parent wants to be, whenever they teach something, they're bringing their own uh, life history, their own experiences into it, and so it's going to be very, very important for you, all of us to be mindful of what it is that somebody's teaching us and what limiting beliefs, what limitations could be placed upon that based on their experiences with that particular situation. And I definitely think that the school system and the job market and what constitutes as a real job and what constitutes as a career is so different now than what it was even 20 years ago uh, because the Internet has changed our world in in such a way that I, I don't think anyone could have predicted Um, For those of you who might, you know, just be entering into your late teens, early 20s, 
in case you didn't know this, there was a time where people thought that the internet was a fad. Um, there recently I came across a video on one of the shows I watched where they showed Katie Couric and Brett Gumble on Good Morning America or whatever that morning show was today or something that um, where they were talking about a web address and they were like www dot is it World Wide Web dot and they they were just what's a web address and what's email right like. It's unfathomable to think that there was a time when people looked at the internet like, okay, this is a passing fad. Eventually, this will just go away. There was a time when, when people did people didn't think that anyone would shop online, right? They were like, oh, I don't know why. You know, it's you know, shopping online is only two percent of the economy and it'll never grow. It it it, it's, it boggles, absolutely boggles the mind what the internet has done to change our lives, and because of that, what our lives look like, what careers look like, what our future can be is now so much more vast because of our ability to touch any information we want at any given time. It's, it's, do you think about the idea that all human knowledge is basically on one platform like that? Uh, yes, there's a lot of fake stuff that goes on on the internet and that'll be a conversation for a different show. But certainly, there there is the opportunity to learn anything that you want at your fingertips. And this was not the case in the mid-90s, whenever I started college. And by the time I graduated in the mid-2000s, and Facebook was just starting to form and, and become popular, you still needed a school email address to sign up back then. So today, what we're going to talk about is flipping the script, because this TED Talk really dives into the idea that there is a script that society, that America, and I don't know about the rest of the world, but certainly here in the United States, uh, a script about what you can become. There's a script about how we educate our youth in order for what it is they can become as adults. Now, I know in the Scandinavian countries and a lot of European countries as well, um, sometime in um, secondary school before they get to what they would th- what they would call high school, I think, somewhere around in the seventh or eighth grade area, they take a test to determine whether they're going to go into languages or math. And from there, you know, if you go into math, now you're sciences, you're a doctor, you're you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're you're something within the sciences. Maybe lawyer would be languages, but definitely um, scientist, maybe a computer engineer, any of those brainy kind of math fields. And then, of course, languages means that you go into all the other stuff, right? Well, here in the United States, our school system for generations was raising farmers. When this country was first founded, farming was the main way for people to to subsist and for them to thrive. Um, once the Industrial Revolution hit, our school system switched to actually uh, raising factory workers and people who could work within that system. And now here we are in the early 2000s of this century, and we aren't raising farmers anymore. Factory jobs don't exist here anymore. Everything is overseas. And so now our school system is still raising these factory workers. Our school system's antiquated. I know you've seen it. Um, no doubt you've had um, some resentments towards the way you were taught in secondary school, middle school and high school with these aptitude tests and, you know, basically teachers just teaching you to make sure that you could pass uh, a standardized test, but not necessarily giving you the cognitive thinking skills necessary to really be uh, an amazing adult in, in an ever-growing workforce that is now globalized. You're no longer... You're no longer 
battling with people who went to your college and have your same major for a job. Now, all of a sudden, every single person in this country can find that job on Indeed or or Monster or whatever those sites are like now. Um, and now you've got people from overseas, too, that can, can snag these jobs. And so what is the new script that we're going to follow to become the best versions of ourselves and to have the life that we want? Um, in this video, I'll read some of uh, some of this stuff. I'll say will, will be um, my notes. Some of, most of it's just going to be me improving. Um, what's important to think about when it comes to the script is that it, it it has existed. And the the guy who does flip the script, I'm going to open this up real fast and flip the script. TED Talk, just so I can at least um, say the guy's name and uh, let's see if I can find the video. I mean, it's Oh, there's even somebody named Laura Briggs who does one, too. But this is the guy who actually did this one. Let's make sure that... It, there you go. It, there you go. It popped up. His name's Blake Malin. <clears throat> Malin. It looks, it's a double L, so if it was Spanish, it would be Mayan. But I'm pretty sure it's probably Blake Malin. Um, why, why, why you're supposed to no longer works is really his, his whole foundation of this. And admitting that there's a script is, the mo- first and foremost, the most important thing. And I think that we can all agree that based off the way that you were educated in the middle school and high school, that it's clear that we're raising, uh, really, if you think about it, school is supposed to, it should be teaching you cognitive thinking skills. It should be teaching you life stuff, right? They should teach you how to, how to do online banking and, to, and they should teach you why your credit score is important and how to change a tire, you know, and, and how to Google things correctly and how to use, there's, it's so different now than it was even in the mid nineties. But back then I remember thinking, man, they should, you know, they should be teaching us how to balance a checkbook and they should be teaching us how to um, be um, emotionally mature and how to battle through self doubt. Like there's just so many things that are a bit heady on the bit psycholo- psychology side that we just ignore in favor of just jamming information into our heads. Like, Okay, great. That World War II ended in 1945. Pretty sure it started in 1938. Not really knowledge I need to have to exist on this planet. Great to have whenever I'm talking to one of my history friends and we want to sit here and see who knows the most about certain events, but it's not necessary. What's necessary in life is that we figure out what script we want to be following so that we can create the life that we want. He talks about um, the creators versus the rebels and the, versus the traditionalists. Um, so a little background on this. The way that that Brett does, Blake discusses this is that there's these creators. They're very aware of the old script. They say that that's not going to work for me. They're committed to creating your own way. You have the rebels who rebel against the old script. They know something is missing. They're misunderstood by others. They, they doubt themselves because they're misunderstood. And they're just hoping that they figure it all out. And then they have the traditionalists who are still holding on tightly to the script. They're doing everything right. They're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're hoping it will pay off. Unfortunately, a lot of people that are in my Gen X generation are the ones who are holding on to that corporate ladder traditionalist point of view where they think if they work their butts off and they stay with a business for 25, 30 years, they'll retire, they'll have a pension, a 401k, and they'll they'll, they'll finally get the American dream. Um, I see a lot of my friends who were more on the Democrat side in college, who are now more Republican because of taxes and, and their, the, 
they want to hold on to their money as tightly as possible. And so they vote Republican, hoping one day that they'll be rich and all these tax breaks that are being given to the rich will actually matter to them. Um, unfortunately for a lot of them, they're stuck in middle management or they are ju- they're just in a dead-end career where they're locked in at you know fifty to $80,000 a year, and there's really not going to be much room for improvement there. Um, the rebels and the creators, the people who know that there's a script, and, the, and certainly the creators, which is what I'm hoping that you will find yourself to be by the time you end your college career, where you know that there's a script and you're like, screw this, I'm going to do it my own way. A lot of people that you will notice that are being these creator types are the ones who go at, go at social media and have become, let's say, influencers. Let's say they become bloggers. They, they, they've figured out a way that the internet can make them money, and then they've, they've gone and they've done a good job at figuring that out. They're the ones who say, I don't want what everybody else wants. I want something that's different, that's my own. These people are obviously important because... They're going to challenge all of us, right? They're, they're, they're going to show you things that you may not even have realized were available to you because they're willing to push outside the box. It's, you know, you can go and watch the script yourself, so I won't necessarily quote all of this verbatim. But my hope is that for all of you that you figure out you're meant to be, Right, I've been saying this for for years. Is that we all have a meant to be in life. No one wakes up and, and says, you know, I'm meant to be uh, a manager at Dunder Mifflin. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm meant to be a meter maid, a parking attendant. Uh, no one wakes up and says, I'm meant to work at a gas station. No one wakes up and says, I'm meant to to be a low paid teacher at a school in Middle America with no way of making more money, and I'm locked into the system. Right? We all have this grandiose idea, especially in college, that we're going to figure out a way to flip the script, that you will go off and become a teacher in middle America, but that you're going to figure out a way to do it so that you have other forms of income so you're not just stuck making $45,000 a year and you have to strike every decade just to get better health insurance, right? We have this belief that we can make things better if we put our effort towards it. I talk about it all the time in this show. It's one of the foundational principles in my book, right? You have that. The key is that you begin to break away from the traditions that your parents and your teachers have poured into you because they signed on. Most of them signed up for the script, Right, even if they're a computer engineer or they're they, they own their own business, you know, they're they're still a part of them that had that script in them. Hopefully you've come from a family that tells you that you can be an entrepreneur, that you can start up your own business, that you can figure out your own way, and by doing so you become in control for the most part of where your life goes. You start up a business and you're deciding that you're gonna sell coffee and then Starbucks opens up across the street, they might put you out of business. So you might think that you lack control in how your business is going to flow. Um, but the fact that you at least have opened up a business, you've learned from it, you can move the business, you can you can start to sell coffee online, like there's you can start to deliver it. There's right like you think outside the box and that's what the creators do. The rebels, which is where a lot of you will find yourself is that you know that there is a system. You know that there is something that you have been getting um, brought up to, to to follow, but you don't want to. You know that it's there. You just may, you may not have figured it out yet on how you're going to rebel against the system, but you know that you don't feel good about the system. 
right? I mean, college itself is, is, is really part of the problem. Because so many jobs now that back in the day you could have left high school and you could have gotten hired in, you know, as a as a, as a low level uh, employee, gotten a hold of a mentor there and worked your way up and, and learned on the job. Now they want everybody to go to college. It's it's all part of the big scam. Everybody has to go to college, get themselves fifty thousand or more in debt, and then come out and and be, and be told that you can't get a job because you don't have experience, but you can't get an experience without the job. And what I say especially if you follow my principles in, in the book and from, I think, episode 11 through 18, um, is that what – I don't really think that these job that these jobs that you're looking to get when you graduate are – if you don't have experience with Excel, we can't hire you, right? What they really want people to have experience in is being growth-minded, having a growth mindset, being courageous, decisive, action-oriented, disciplined, flexible, tenacious, right? They want to hear in your job interview how you're able to take your cognitive thinking skills and apply it to to no matter what. It's like with each one of these smartphones that comes out. Like, they can basically change anything about the operating system that they want. No matter how many different programs abide, no matter how many different phones come out, I can grab a hold of a Google uh, phone. I can grab a hold of an Apple phone. And without anyone showing me what's up, I can pretty much figure out where everything is, how to change functions, how to move maneuver around in it. I'm good with like that with all technology. I can grab a hold of a remote off of a TV and immediately do things with it that most people who've owned the TV for a year didn't even know it could do. I'm the person who, you know, they they bring a piece of technology to me and says, I can't figure this out. And whether I just push buttons until I figure it out or watch a five-minute YouTube video, and then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I've, boom, 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 boom. You know, there's a there's an apparatus called SmoothQ. You can put a cell phone in so that you can get video that is um, that where the camera doesn't shake and bounce around. I watched like a seven-minute video about it on YouTube and then... Boom, 30 minutes later, I'm mastering this thing, like no problem at all. Meanwhile, I've got friends who've owned this thing, who've read the owner's manual and 15 other videos and still can't seem to turn this thing on and get the, and get the phone to balance out, right? There's just certain people who, are, who have a mind that just readily expands. And that's where you want to work towards getting yourself so that when you do leave college, you, you're going to sound like a novice. You're going to sound like somebody who's never had a job at this particular company. But if they, even if you've never had any experience with that software, they would just basically want to know that you have enough mental acumen that you can open up the program and you can figure it out in a relatively quick amount of time. Um, this is where I think that I don't think a lot of empl- I think a lot of employers are going to use the excuse on you. Uh, you need to have experience in this field. They're just looking for people with a, with common sense. And a lot of us say that common sense isn't all that common anymore because it's it's like society has taken out, you know, all the little things where you used to have to have common sense. I live in Los Angeles, and I cannot tell you how many people don't look both ways before crossing a street. They just walk out, even in a crosswalk. And it's like, my old roommate got hit by a car by somebody running a red light, and they've got his head bounced off the ground. How to get staples in his head. We took him to court and got 13 grand. That's not a lot of money, guys. Now, he looked both ways before crossing. This person ran the red light. He's got a lot of common sense. I tell you this story because if you think that you can just cross the street, get hit by a car, and you're a millionaire, it doesn't work that way. And if you do get to become a millionaire, they probably paralyzed you. And would you rather be a person working towards a life and having all the use of your limbs or a paraplegic 
millionaire. I'm telling you what, I'd much rather be able to walk. <laughs> I'll figure out how to make my million dollars without getting hit by a car. Thank you very much. So going back to this flipping of the script is that I want you to find your meant to be. And by becoming, you're, you're, I'm telling you, most of you are, are, are rebelers. You're, 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 and being a part of the Gen X generation, I really am like this bridge between the baby boomers and the, the, the 2000s. You know, you got the millennials. Um, there was a Gen Y. I think now they're millennials. Now you got this post millennial, all this. Like, there's a bridge because I was raised on this technology. I remember the very first Nintendo. I, I remember getting a hold of the very first graphing calculator and mastering those things and realizing that, wow, with this apparatus, I can do so much more with my life that I used to not be able to. Back in the day, I was told by teachers that you're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket. You have to learn how to do this stuff by hand. Now we have calculators in our pockets. Right, I can still do amazing math inside my head, not algebra or geometry, but I certainly can add 1,447 to 2,032. Um, the point being is that as you are moving your way through college, you need to be very aware of what script you're following and what it is you want to create for your life. Right, we were farmers, then we were factory workers, and now this whole now the industry is completely changed. There was a conformity and a consistency to life back then that didn't that doesn't work now. I mean, the scripts did work then. It, it, this script was a, it was a social. I took the notes from the show. A social contract that if you follow it, you will have a good, stable life for many. And this this is what birthed the American dream. We came back from World War II. Our economy was just crushing it because of of the industry that came out of building all of these war machines. And this is why you see tremendous growth coming into the out of the World War II into the fifties and onto the sixties. You see this tremendous economic growth. It's what boomed this this new tech age, information age that we listen to. The promise of the script. And the reality that came from it, it's different now, right? You need to have the courage to live a life for yourself and not what others expect from you. I remember when my brother first started going to TCU and my, my, my parents went to his orientation and they told them there that life isn't like it was for us baby boomers, right? Talking to my parents. I'm not a baby boomer. They are. It's like, you know, we would take one job and stay with it for 30 years. People don't do that anymore. Now you get a job and you will change jobs a lot. Technology will make things completely different. And my brother has done that. He's changed, he's changed jobs a couple times. Now he started up his own business in the oil and gas industry in Houston. Right? And the point is, is that most parents don't ever get to hear that. And so if your parents are trying to lock you into the idea that you will study for four years and you go get a job and you'll stay at the same business or maybe you'll change businesses a couple times, but you won't necessarily change complete industries. That you know, once an accountant, always an accountant, and you're always going to work for one type of company. You know that's different. So as you're going through your college experience, as you're finishing up this semester, even think about what script it is that you want to start to follow. What script are you creating for yourself? What extra awesome skills are you adding to your backpack of life so that when you get out into the workforce, you aren't just an accountant, you aren't just a psychologist, you aren't just uh, a nurse tech, or you're not just a, a, a you know a, a teacher's aide, or you're not just you know whatever it is. 
right? There's all these different colleges offering all these different career opportunities. You know, maybe you went to school to study, you know, what are those oceanography people who want to study the ocean and stuff, and you don't even know how many different job opportunities are within that, right? How many different fields of study? So go watch the TED Talk, flip the script, and really think about to yourself, you know, are you a traditionalist? Are you somebody who wants to follow the old script, get a job, stay there for 30 years, and retire with your gold watch? I don't think those jobs exist much anymore. Good luck with that. Are you a rebeler? Are you somebody who knows that the system is shifting, but you're not sure how you fit into that? You're not sure how to, how to make that move, but you know that a move needs to be made. And are you a creator? Are you someone who knows that there's a, there's a script, who knows it's not going to work for them, and is willing, is willing to create their own path? That was me. I wanted to be a journalist. By the time I graduated school, journalism did not look the way that it did. Newspapers were dying off. The internet took off. You know, the, the, the pay rate's not the same way. The newspapers can barely stay afloat. You know, it's even something as amazing as the New York Times and the L.A. Times. You know, um, the president likes to say that it's the failing New York Times. It's not failing because it's not smart writing. It's not failing because it's informational. It's not failing because it's not a a tremendous publication because it is all of those things. It is a tremendous publication. It has got smart writing, and it knows how to get information that we need into our hands. It's dying because advertising dollars are shifting to the Internet, and on the Internet, no one wants to pay for anything. So getting people to subscribe to the New York Times to read an article, even if it's a dollar a month, they're like, no, I don't want to pay that, right? Even though this information, in order to gather it, it takes money. So the, for me, I realized it's the, the newspapers aren't failing because they aren't, they aren't great. In fact, it's because of newspapers that we've been able to rise up against you know, businesses who didn't have good work practices, who weren't paying enough, who weren't giving time off. You know, you may not remember but man none of us were around for it obviously but at the turn of this of the of the 20th century 1900s whenever the industrial revolution took off us workers were we were abused and we were bad poor conditions and we weren't given you know good hourly pay and we were made to work six seven eight days a week um Things changed because people were able to get information into other people's hands we were able to get together unionize we live in a whole different world now where we can literally, if there's five people who believe something, they can get together and they can start a movement on the internet. You live in a whole different world now. You don't even realize the world that all of us used to live in. And when you go out there and you have these great creator ideas, you want to rebel against the system, you're going to find a lot of people want to headbutt with you because they don't understand the way you were brought up because they weren't brought up that way. They don't understand your perspective. They don't get it. Right, You have to form your own path, and you have to be willing to be told no a lot. You definitely have to be willing to have people tell you that your idea is crazy, and you have to be willing to stick to it. As someone who's starting this business of life coaching and public speaking knows that you know, I go off and I, and I interview people, I speak at places, there's a grind to it. You can't get into it and think, well, if, I, if this doesn't work out in two years, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change career paths. Two years is nothing. Two years is nothing. There are people who spent 30 years becoming the, an expert in their field. If you think you can just graduate college, start up a blog or start up something, and if you're not a millionaire in two years, you're just going to completely change it and move on, then you're never going to accomplish what it is you want because you've got to stick to things. 
it, you and you've so you've got to find something that you love because no matter how awesome, no matter how much passion you have for something, you're gonna wake up and one day it's gonna feel like a job. I remember knowing when I first moved to LA, I met someone who was a Playboy photographer, and. I must have been like, man, that must have been just an, a you know a pretty awesome job. I mean, you know, it's like you know has a college dude. I'm just like, oh yeah, you got to take pictures of you know bare naked ladies, and he's like, dude, it's it's a job. After a while, it's like you got to get up, you got to get your camera. It's like you know, it's like yeah, the, what you're taking pictures of is you know pretty awesome to lots of people, but after a while, it just became a monotonous job to me. I've met someone who does National Geographic photography and goes off and like hangs out in the woods so they can get this rare bird picture. And he said, man, his job was super boring. Just sitting there in like a tree stand for three straight days waiting for a deer to walk by so he could take a picture of it. He's like, no matter how awesome and passionate you are about something, eventually it just turns into a job. And so think about that. You know, you no matter what it is that you love to do, at some point, it just turns into a job. So don't let it be the script that other people demand that you follow. Don't wake up at Dunder Mifflin. Make sure you're aware of what it is you want. First, be aware that there's a script. We were once raised to be farmers. Now we're being raised to be factory workers, and there are no more factories. So what script are you going to follow? Your own. You're going to develop your own path. You're going to develop your own mission, and you're going to see that there are a million ways to get to a result. And so don't worry if what you think is the way to get there seems to baffle people and they tell you that they're wrong. Because they only think that you're wrong because they've heard about other ways to get there, and your way isn't one of the ways they've heard. I'm sure that Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Elon Musk were all told that their ideas were absurd. And now their names are etched in the, in the annals of history. History. No one will ever forget Gates, Jobs, and Musk, ever. And these are people who are willing to break the script. Now, these people at their jobs, these people that they hire, they need people willing to follow a certain script because they need people who are willing to get a job and stay there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and work their tails off towards an idea. And that's okay if you want to be an employee. Let me end on that. It is okay if you just want to be an employee. Just make sure that you are learning as much as you can as an employee. So as the industry changes, you're always able to go to the next job that's paying even better. You don't need to be the boss, but you certainly don't want to be someone who becomes antiquated in their field. And then there's no room for you to change over. Right? This is why 50-year-olds are getting, are getting you know, priced out of the industry. Nobody's not going to pay $80,000 for someone who's basically working with the same knowledge of the industry that someone who's just getting out of college has, and that that person's only going to need, only wants thirty five or 40000 a year, right? If you make yourself so invaluable that the job cannot help but want to keep you, you will always have a job. If you make yourself so valuable and so knowledgeable and so flexible and disciplined in your, in your uh, ability at the workplace, that even if that job wants you gone, there's another amazing job who can't wait to get your skill set. But you have to understand that it's up to you to teach yourself all of this stuff. College is not going to teach you every single thing that you need to know. You are going to leave there and at some point think, man, college did not prepare me for this. You're right. College's main purpose is to teach you how to use your resources and how to follow a plan and stick to a schedule. 
right? A teacher says this paper's due at the, in, in three months. You need to know how to use all the resources that the university and, and the internet has to offer so you can get the best paper to them. You have to know how to follow a, a, a structure for how you're going to get that paper done and how to meet a deadline. That's really it. You figure out, use it. I'm telling you, go read my book. Follow those seven principles and you're guaranteed to succeed. It's just you need to realize that if you continue to follow the old script the old way, you are only going to get the old results. And you're going to find yourself stuck in the middle management. You're not going to be happy with it. You're you're not going to feel like you're in control of your life. You don't have to be the boss, but you sure as hell want to be the best employee there. Thank you so much, guys. Please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review me on whatever podcasting app you're checking me out on. As always, be inclusive, not exclusive. Until we meet again. Take care of yourselves. The power of positive energy. Release and flow.